Travel fam, it's your main man, Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of The Travel Guys, a podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. I've got a great show for you today. I have a very relevant show for you today because today we are going to be discussing how to get your passports, whether you are getting one for the first time, whether you are renewing, and then we'll also take it a step further and speak to how to get your kids their passports as well because we know we want the babies to see the world as well. The stimulus bill has been Pass, so we know those stimmy checks are going to be flowing in and then tax return season is right around the corner also so definitely want to make sure that you have all the information that you need to make sure that you get yourself a passport because that is the cornerstone of travel the minimum qualification that you need the most important document needed for you to move freely about the cabin and to see the world so i'm going to keep the today's episode or the lead in at least pretty tight just because i want to make sure that we're allocating as much time to the passport discussion as possible. So before we get into that, though, I do want to go through a little housekeeping. And I've realized as I have been reflecting on recent episodes that I have been remiss because I have not been talking to y'all about the travelguys.com and encouraging you to go and check that out as well. When you go over to thetravelguys.com, you can listen to episodes. We've got merch, and I mean some dope stuff from T-shirts to backpacks to fanny packs to hats to the whole nine. So y'all go over there, check that out. And then also you can take a peek into the social feed if you're not already following the travel at the Travel Guys. It's all of that is there as well. So it's kind of it's going to be the hub for all things the Travel Guys. So please go and check that out. Secondly, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe to the Travel Guys podcast. Please review us five stars, please. And comment helps us to be found in the rankings. And then additionally, share, share with your people. Just go ahead, especially with this episode, this is going to be very relevant. So go ahead and use this as a resource or a way to refer your friends to the information that they need so that they can go ahead and get their passports ready. So without further ado, let's move on to what's in the news. So what's in the news today? <laughs> and there's a there's a couple things I told you I was going to keep it keep it pretty tight. But the first thing is China. China got into the news last week because they announced that they would be <laughs> requiring an anal swab to test for COVID for anybody who's tr- who's coming to visit. <laughs> I love. It. I love. It. And for that reason alone, I'm out. I've got to say, I'm out. I'm out. So the question is, and yes, you heard that correctly, anal, not to be confused with nasal or anything else up the butt. So, you know, there's butt stuff going on in China. And the question that everybody has on their minds is why? Like, like why is this necessary? And experts agree. But I will say, as I was thinking about it, this just let me know. While it's not a no for everybody, it's a no for most people. And I feel like <laughs> they're trying to keep people out. They're trying to make sure that y'all don't, y'all don't take y'all tail over there. I don't know what's going on in China, but, you know, they, I, I'm just, I, it, ain't, it ain't for me. I know it crossed China off my list very fast. Like, I looked at it, I was like, well, won't be going there until about 22, 23. You know, just depends 
on whenever this whole thing is under control and I can go over there without getting swabbed in my rectum. So, you know, if that's if that's still if that's not enough for you, then that's fine to each their own. But. You know, you just had to tell me about it because because I ain't going to know anything about it. The second thing that we're going to talk about today is that there were some pretty radical shifts in the covid guidelines. Now, if you've been following along on the socials, you may think that Georgia, specifically Atlanta, was one of those areas that lifted their mask mandate, just given all the all star weekend festivities that have been going down. But nay, nay, Georgia was not included in the states that lifted the mask mandates. Texas, of all places, led the way in terms of lifting the, the mask mandates, opened stores, opened restaurants, opened, just returned to normalcy. It is 2019 down there. Everything is wide open. And that will probably serve as just a case study for, you know, if the rest of the world can do it. I think I'm not taking a negative tone with this. I think it, it was it was obviously shocking. But there will, especially with them coming off of all the other challenges that they've had with the winter storm and everything. So, I, you know, I'm not taking it with a negative tone, but I do think that there is a high risk, high reward situation that is going on where we're going to see very quickly if this is a good thing or if it's a very bad thing. And then I would presume that there would be some pivots thereafter. Texas will not be the only case study, though, because shortly thereafter their announcement, Mississippi, Iowa, Montana and North Dakota joined the wide open ranks last week. So, you know, I think these are, these feel like a little bit less impactful for me just because I mean, I don't know what in the world's going on in Mississippi, but I, but with Iowa, Montana, and North Dakota, there's a lot of open area there. So a less saturated state, I think it's probably a little lower risk. Um, but, you know, we'll, it, we'll see because we're going to find out, like I said, quick, fast, and in a hurry. So just wanted to talk about those two things because those are two pretty big developments of, you know, if you're going to if you're going to China or if you're going to Texas, Mississippi, Iowa, Montana or North Dakota, just wanted to make sure that you were up to date on the latest there. So without further ado, let's get into the main event. So for today's main event, like I mentioned, we are going to be going through in full detail how to get your passport, how to renew your passport, and how to get a passport for your children. The passport is perhaps the cornerstone of international travel because without it, you can't go anywhere. I told y'all I have tried. <laughs> you cannot do that at all. And once you have the curiosity and the courage to leave the country, all you have to do is get your, get your passport and you can roll. I had shared with you at the end of 2020 that I was looking at getting my passport or I was coming up on the, the 10 years and was needing to get it renewed, but that I was a little hesitant because it's just, it's just tough because once you don't have your passport, like, like I mentioned, you can't move freely. Like you got, so you got to make sure that like all your trips are planned out. And then additionally with COVID, I was hearing horror stories. People were saying that they were having to wait seven, eight, nine, ten months. Some people just got theirs back and it was, and it had been a year. So I was definitely not trying to sign up for that. So I had a little anxiety, but I did go through the process. And as I was going through the process for the first time in 10 years, because that is how long your passport lasts, I just thought to myself, this would be very enlightening someone else to have, you know, a firsthand account of 
how this process goes. So I wanted to, to share with you because candidly, I was a little rusty on the process and needed to, to figure it out. Additionally, I got to do the same thing with my global entry because that's about to run up too. So I'm gonna let y'all know about that as well because I'm gonna have to relearn that whole situation. That lasted five years and just a quick tangent, but I'm mean, not even a tangent, but just a, just a quick comment. The global entry is excellent. I mean, to get TSA with it, to get to have to be able to get into back into the country really quickly. I mean, it was just it, it was a beautiful use of I believe it was 100 bucks, 120 because actually I can't remember, but it was 100 or 120 bucks. Either way, you've tricked that on less. So and it lasts for five years. I would spend it again. I, I'm not sure if the price has gone up, but I'm going to do all that research and get back with you. But today we are focused on the passport. So I'm going to split the discussion in a few sections. One is going to be renewing your passport because the, a lot of the, the key information is in that will be in that section. And additionally, I think a, a large percentage of the people who listen to this podcast have their passport already. So that may be a little bit more relevant. However, I will address the nuances in getting your passport and getting your kid's passport. As I mentioned, there's a lot of overlap. However, I will highlight the nuances. So we just make sure that everybody has all the information they need. Speaking of information, a lot of these resources, the key resource that I used was travel.state.gov. And this is the hub for pre, for all things federally related to travel like you can you can check the how to get a passport you can check how to expedite it you can check the risk ratings on certain places like you can check everything at travel.state.gov so definitely use that as a resource i'll add that into the show notes as well however when i was looking to renew my passport there were a couple options that are uh that were available to me so one is by mail which is obviously the most convenient but i am a bit of a control freak and so like sending my passport off was giving me a little a little angst just because especially with usps and how they had been treated and and how everything had had gone down with them because i had had several packages as i'm sure as i'm sure y'all have just vanished and i have not seen them since some i paid for some i got refunds some i got replaced but there's just been a lot of issues with usps since they lost funding. So I was a little nervous about mailing it. I ended up taking that route. However, you also have the opportunity to renew it in person as well at one of the passport centers. So, but with COVID, it's a little bit more difficult because those passport centers are not taking as many appointments. And I'll get to that as well. In addition to the passport centers, you also have the opportunity, if you are abroad, to go to the consulate or go to the embassy as well. But those that process is a little bit different, so I would refer you to the government website for some more detail on that. You can only renew by mail if you meet five criteria. So the first, so I'm just going to list all five off, actually. So one, you have your current passport to submit with the application. Two, that passport is not damaged other than normal wear and tear. Three, it was issued when you were at least 16 years old. Four, it was issued within the last 15 years. And five, you still have the same name. So if you have gotten married or if you've had a gender change or if you have any other changes where your name may have changed, then you will need to go and do that in person. And if you are no longer living in the United States, that application process is a little bit different. So you should work 
with the U.S. Embassy. If you do meet the renewal requirements, then these will be the next steps that you'll have to follow. One, you'll have to fill out Form DS-82, and this is the standard renewal application. There's a different application if this is your first passport, that is DS-11, which I'll get to, and then there's also another a separate application if you are filling it out for a minor as well. So you'll have to kind of you'll have to figure that out. All of the again, all of those forms are very clearly stated on the on the website as well. However, for a renewal, for a standard renewal, you will need form DS82. You will also need to submit your most recent passport. You'll need to provide a passport photo so you can go to Walgreens, CVS, whatever pharmacy or whatever drugstore is close to you, you can get them taken. It's a very quick process, but that's going to run you about 15, 20 bucks. And then you're going to have to include the payment. Now, this is where there's a little bit of nuance because the base fee is $110. It must be a check. And that is for the passport book. You have the option to get a passport card as well. That fee is 30 bucks, but it's kind of, it's not worthless, but it, it would not be conducive if you were trying to go everywhere because passport cards basically allow you to travel in North America. You can go to Canada, you can go to Mexico, you can go to the Caribbean, etc. But that is it. It does not work for other international travel. So just make sure that you are keeping that in mind. I personally only have the book. I do not have a passport card, but that is 30 bucks. If that's your ministry, then, you know, have at it. Secondly, you can expedite. So when you're looking at how long it takes, the standard time timeline is 12, 10 to 12 weeks. So you're looking at you know upwards of three months to get your get your passport back. However, if you expedite, then you can get it in four to six weeks, and that is pretty standard. Then you can like I, what, what I was led to with the information I was given because I was trying to stay on them to to get it back as quickly as possible. Just because you never know when an international trip gonna jump off, I. Um, you know, you can call, you can track your passport, which I'll, which I'll speak to as well. And you can kind of lean on them a little bit. So if you are expediting, then you are highly encouraged to add $17 and 13 cents onto the payment for your one to two day delivery fee. Now this is just to drive the quickest turnaround possible. So once you add in the base fee of 110 bucks, the expedite fee, the expediting fee at 60 bucks, and the 1713 fee for the one to two day delivery, you are looking at a grand total of $187.13 for your passport renewal. It must be a check. It could be personal or money order. I leaned into a cash. I just used the cashier's check just because that was easiest for me. And I can like very clearly see it. I don't have to worry about anything, you know, getting funny or when they're actually going to cash it or whatever, I, none of that mattered to me. So that was what I did. So in summary, you will need your PS82 form. You'll need one copy of your passport. You could just be a photocopy. You'll need your actual current passport, one passport photo. You, they'll likely give you two, but you just need to include one. You can have the other as a, as a backup. And then the check. And you will need to put it in a quote-unquote flat weatherproof envelope. And it's important that you don't bend it. You want to follow all of these rules because any infractions that you commit can cause delays on your passport. And so that's just something that I know if you if you are going through all the trouble to expedite your passport, I'm presuming that you want it back as quickly as possible. So it would be my recommendation that you do not do anything that would harm 
that that process. The distinction, and this was kind of a this was a learning for me because I was like, well, what do I have to do to like denote that it's being expedited and whatnot? And so you have you write expedited on the envelope, but a lot of it is between you writing it on the envelope and on the check and then the amount that the check is for. Because when they know what it is when they see that 187.13, like they know that you are trying to get your your passport back quick, fast and in a hurry. And then you'll wait five business days and they will load it into the system. So then you'll be able to track it electronically and it'll basically give you like uh, basically a red, yellow, green. Like if you have nothing, then it means that it hasn't been it hasn't been input yet. So you have you need to wait a little bit longer. Then it'll tell you that it's processing. And if you call, then they can typically tell you because you're going to address that flat envelope to a passport center but then that passport center let's say it's in new hampshire you'll send that off, or i think i sent mine to pennsylvania but you'll send it off to pennsylvania it varies the the original destination varies depending on where you live so you'll need to use travel.state.gov to figure that that out what what location corresponds for you um, but once you send it there then they're going to process it get it into the system and then they're going to ship it from pennsylvania in this case to somewhere else to where they can actually process it and create the book and you know remove the pages and do all of that so it's going to be in transit so the website will tell you that it has been loaded in it's processing and then it will let you know when it's been shipped out and back to you so you can you can keep an eye on where it is in the process which you know, for all the type A's out there or the people who are just on deadlines, <laughs> you know, that is good news because you can always know where your actual passport is. But that was something that that helped me out a lot just in terms of trying to, to figure out where everything was. And it did hit in that four to in that four to six week period. I was actually at the front end, which I was very appreciative of. So keep that in mind. Um, if you're not in a rush and you don't want to pay that extra sixty seven thirteen, then don't. <laughs> you know, that, that's the easiest way. And then you can just expect it back in in three months. Um, you know, obviously, we're in a panorama. So you want to make sure that you're being mindful of that. So I think anything that you can do to raise the priority on your passport is probably a good investment. But, you know, I'm going to stay out of your pockets. I'm not going to tell you tell you what to do. All I'm doing is just giving you the information. Um, another call out that was interesting to me and I just learned it in 2020 is that these passport centers exist and they're also an option but they're an expedited option so you have the opportunity to they, they typically reside in major metro areas so I live in Florida and the two that were closest to me and close being within a six hour radius is Miami and or were Miami and Atlanta so you know, you can have the option to drive to one of those places and show up and you can get your passport renewed in like a 20 with a 24 hour turnaround. The caveats in that and how you can qualify is the technical language is that there has to be a quote unquote life or death emergency or a urgent travel request. And so I think with the earth, I, mean, I don't know what the life or death would be. I don't know if you have, if maybe you have family abroad uh, and you have to get over there or something to that effect. That's the only thing that comes to mind for me. Um, however, and I definitely, you know, would not be playing with that, you know, and, and acting like that's the case. However, the urgent travel 
situation, I think that has a little bit more leniency because it could be it could be a work situation. It could be, I don't know, maybe a uh, the birth of a, a, a family member. It could be, you know, any anything like that. But and then I think there's probably some finesse opportunity in there if we keep it at a buck. But you also need to have for either one, you have to have an international flight that is booked and will be leaving in within 72 hours. So three days you have to be leaving and then you can go down there where it gets tricky is you have to one provide proof of that travel so you'll have to have an itinerary i don't know how strict they are with it i don't know if you can like book a flight and then cancel it <laughs> within the 24 hours or what i have no idea but i think that but that's that's what the regulations say so you know chance it at your own risk that the second piece that you have to have is you have to have an appointment and so those appointments can fill up so I don't you you have to coordinate a lot of that stuff. You're playing the game of Russian roulette a little bit because you're just trying to like hope everything matches up. Um, but the, that is an option to you, and it will get it. It will get you. It will get you your passport back within days. So you know that is an option as well. I didn't know that that even existed to be all the way honest. But the the appointments have been mighty scarce with COVID because I know I can speak for in Miami. They cut half, like they've cut like half of the appointments that were available. So you really don't have much opportunity to be able to get in there. So, you know, move that move forward at your own risk in that regard. Shifting gears. If this is your first passport, one, congratulations, because it's a big step. You have taken the step to decide you want to see the world and to enable yourself by getting yourself the document that you need in order to do so. So congratulations to you. You will need to download and fill out form DS-11. So not 82, which is the renewal form. You will need DS-11. The application fees are fairly similar because you'll have to pay the base fee of $110 or 30 if you want the passport card, which again, not the most worthful investment. And then you will also have to have a $35 execution fee. So that will be different. So your total will be, without expediting and all that, your total will be $145. Not bad when you think about stimulus checks, when you think about tax returns, when you think about all of that. But that you can, 100, 145 bucks, you can do that based on what you're getting, I would imagine. If, you, if, you, if it is in your priorities, if you have made up your mind that this is what you want to do, I think that it's, it's very feasible. If you are getting a passport for your kids, then you will need either DS-11, form DS-11, and or form DS-3053. You'll need proof of citizenship, which will be birth certificate or driver's license, and then you will also need a passport photo. If your child is 16 years old or younger, the passport is only valid for five years. Now, you'll remember at the top of the episode, I mentioned that the standard passport lasts for 10 years. So kids are cut in half. And when I say kids, you know, 16 and younger. 16 has been the, the dividing line because that's when theirs will last for 16 or older. They will last for um, for 10 years. And I, I misspoke because I said 16 and younger. It is under 16 and 16 and older. The children's fees are $80 for the passport book or $15 for the passport card. And then that $35 execution fee still holds. In addition to that, the expediting fees are the same. 
as far as my research shows. So keep that in mind as well. I, I don't know if you're sending them bulk, if, if how that works. So that may take some sleuthing on, on your behalf once you're down the, down the road. However, I do think that it is worthwhile to check out because you want to have the family together. You know what I'm saying? You want to have the family being able to explore. And that is a great gift for your for your children just to allow them the freedom to move forward and to show them something different as they expand their horizons as they broaden their horizons and they're able to understand different cultures and understand different people so in summary if you are renewing you will need form ps82 one copy of your passport your actual passport one passport photo and the payment. If this is your first passport, you'll need form DS-11. You'll need the fee of $110 plus the $35 execution fee. You'll need proof of citizenship, so a birth certificate, a driver's license, etc. And you'll need your passport photo. If you're getting a passport for your kids, then you'll need Form DS-3053, proof of citizenship, a passport photo, and the fee of $80 plus the $35 execution fee. So hopefully, if nothing else, that gives you a feel for how complicated or complex the process is or honestly is not. Because as long as you have the checklist and you can make sure that you have all of that, it should be a pretty seamless process. You put everything, all those materials into a flat white envelope. And then you, you kick it out and then it comes back either in four to six weeks or in 10 to 12 weeks. And then you're free to move freely about the cabin. You can call the office or you can check the website in travel.state.gov. They are very helpful from a, from a customer service standpoint. I tell you that is my firsthand experience and they will answer your questions. You may encounter longer than normal wait times. <laughs> there was an instance where I waited on the phone about an hour to talk to somebody, but I did get the answer that I wanted. So just keep that just to set expectations a little bit, but they will, they are available to answer your questions for you. And then once you get it, I mean, it's all good. Then you can move around. Then it's just about catching a fare and being able to catching a good, a good rate and jump on a flight. And then we got you now, but you 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 in the you in the the travel fraternity, travel sorority. At that point, you got you got your you know you 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 made it. So we looking forward to running into you in a different country. That'll be lit. Then it's all good. We we will kind in family at that point. I'm going to get on out of here. Hopefully that was that was helpful. If nothing else, it kickstarts your research. And so you can figure out kind of the nuances for whatever situation you're dealing with. But as I mentioned before, please check out the travelguides.com. That is the travelguides.com. Follow us on Instagram at GQ50 at the travel guides, TikTok at the travel guides, Twitter at GQ50. And that'll do it for another episode of the travel guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.